Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real people facing real issues in the hope of a real Savior. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Harmony Perspective. What's up, TJ? Oh, man, not much. Um, Living life, trying to stay faithful to God and glorifying Him in what I do. What's up? All day, every day. Doing great on this side. How about you, Patrick? What's up? Not church attendance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Patrick. (laughs) At least not here in America. Why is that? Why do do you think that's that's the case? I think COVID did a lot of it. I think there's just a failing... Uh, of disconnectedness there's a there's some apathy there you know a lot of what we do as humans is just habitual um not that not that church attendance should be that but once you break some of those things that have become a part of the normal rhythm of life it's real hard to get back to them and i'll tell you just from a pastoral standpoint uh, people that you love that are brothers and sisters in Christ not being engaged with the church is, is very hard to deal with. Hmm. Um, it, you internalize it, you make it personal. Um, and some of it may be, but, uh, it's just hard to, to look and see where people once sat and see that pew empty or, or praise the Lord filled by somebody else. But just knowing that they're not, there's pretty tough. It's hard to believe that we're almost, at the three-year mark of COVID uh, becoming such a, a, a major influence on our daily lives and, and, and putting us in positions where we were isolated, and to your point, do you feel like we created new habits as, as a society when it comes to, to, to being home, being away from people, putting on a mask and hiding ourselves even when we were together that's created some of that? Definitely. I think that... Satan worked in this. I think there was a lot of uh, of God's work always as a sovereign God to behind the scenes and, and some of the purifying of the church. But I think Satan was at work as well in trying to isolate people, making people fear others, fear coming and being in the context of a, a, a church community or a church service. And that's what First Peter five eight says, right? It's a warning, an exhortation from Peter to the to the church at Rome to be sober-minded, be watchful. He says, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And if you watch lions, they're not going after the whole herd. They devour, devour weak, isolated animals. They find the one that's small, that gets a little bit too far, or the one that they can separate from the pack, and then they attack. That was the same thing Satan has been doing, I believe, here in the context of church community. He has separated people from the body, and he's been attacking them, and he's been helping them find other things to do, helping them become complacent in their spiritual life. And man, he's been really successful over the last two years. Church attendance in America is uh, 28% of American Christians attend church once or twice a month. 1.8 times a month is average church attendance for believers. And do you know if that is that speaking to physical attendance coming to church or are the people who are connecting through a digital platform included that number do you know i I don't that that number i don't know but i would say that even if it is uh the physical aspect of being in church to being connected relationally in person should be a priority for believers 
Uh, I think I, a biblical one too, to yeah. not neglect the gathering of the body, right? That's right. And um, absolutely, I think it's a biblical thing to physically engage with one another, as we see in the the Acts church, the early church. I think that engaging online is great whenever you are homesick or whenever you cannot be here physically, but whenever you're well and able to, I think we have a biblical obligation as Christians to engage with one another physically as well. Online church is a supplement. And it's not meant to be the primary source uh, of spiritual growth, spiritual uh, feeding. It, It is to supplement when you can't get there in person. Um, and, and I don't want this to be heard as legalism. I'm not saying you need to be in every church service every time the doors are open. But I am saying that if you want to be an experienced God, if you want to grow to be who God intends for you to be, that you need to be engaged with the body of Christ, that you need to be a part of a local church that is there for your spiritual well-being and there to make help you figure out how to use the gifts God's given you for the mission of God to seek and save the lost. We can't do that in isolation. Absolutely. And looking at the, the core values that I believe this one hits a couple of them and uh, that one of our core values is authentic community. We are real people with real problems following a real Savior, Jesus. And we know we are better together. And also, right on the heels of that, growth, and that we love to see growth. People growing more like Jesus, families growing closer to God and one another, and the church growing its impact in the world. And none of that takes place if, if you're not here, right? You can, you can study Scripture on your own. You can... Um, pray on your own. You can do a lot of things individually, but the whole of Christianity is a community base, right? It's brothers and sisters that are like-minded, gathering together under the name of Jesus to to use the gifts. Like He says the church is a body, and uh, a body doesn't exist just as a finger out by itself, right? That finger is then useless to the body. But together, as we come together, that, that finger becomes part of the whole. And, and, and it's, it, there's, there's an exhortation, and T.J. referenced it earlier in Hebrews 10, and I just want to read this scripture, and I want people to understand as they hear this, that this is not to to be used as a hammer. We don't we don't tell people you got to be in the, the the church services every day, and here's why because this scripture says this. But this should be a salve, something that just heals and comforts those that are isolated and, and want to do something about it, but don't know what to do. That this would overwhelm them and draw them back into the body. Hebrews ten. Uh, 19 through 25 says this, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to the love, 
to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. You don't have to be here because you got to check something off. You don't have to be here to prove that you love God. You need to be here so that you can be encouraged, so that you can be stirred up to glorify God in all that you do. And so much more as the days draw shorter to Christ's returns. And you know, one thing, thinking about all this is, yes, we, we need to come and be a part of the church to engage so that we can be encouraged and stirred up. But at the same time, myself included in this, we often need to be encouraged by you. And so it's not just the consumer mentality to come and, and to be served, but also to serve. So you're if you're at home online that's and you're watching, that's good and all, but whenever you do participate in, in physical engagement with the body of the church, you can also do these same things to other people. You can stir up good works. You can encourage me. You can encourage whoever. Um, so being here gives you that that mission field uh, of sorts. And, and as much as the weight of sorrow is on a pastor when he looks out and doesn't see somebody, mm. the opposite is also true. I can't tell you how encouraged I am to look out and see the faces that gather at Harmony on Sundays. For sure. And, and as one of those consumers, what I can tell you is that through COVID, what a blessing it was, TJ, that your gifts were manifested in, in what you equipped Harmony to do mm. in that time, because out of necessity and out of safety, right. we, we, we met through a digital online platform. But the beauty of that is, it is now in the, uh, in the time after that, when we are able to come together, you said earlier, it bridges a gap for the times that there are reasons we can't be here, whether sure. it be a, fi- a sick family member. I can tell you that it's, it's a huge blessing to have that opportunity to know I've got a sick kid. I don't want to expose others at church to those germs. Right. So we make that choice to, to engage online. But, man, there's such a longing to get back because the experience, you know, for myself and, and, and being able to, to sit next to people and, you know, shake their hand and see their smiling face, it, it takes this, this message that we're all here to hear from our shepherd. And, and that edifying of the body around us is, is extremely important. And here we are recording a podcast and, you know, similarly looking to use this technology as a supplement to, to this that we're saying, I hear you, this is, this is not meant to be a hammer. Uh, it is meant to show the importance of it. And let's not condemn these things, this, these things that God's given us, um, but let's let them know their, let's know their rightful place and, and use them as they're intended to be used. And I think there are a lot of people, you look at churches, statistically, there are just a lot that have never come back through COVID. And there are a lot of reasons I've heard them. You know, I just feel, I'll feel awkward coming back in after being gone so long. I'll feel, you know, I just, I don't know how to make the time to do it anymore. I, I don't, I don't want people looking at me funny when I walk back in. It's the same uh, rationale I've heard from those college kids that have been gone for a while and, and kind of got displaced from church and now are coming back. And, and I just want them to understand this is home, right? Even right. if somebody says, where you been? I hadn't seen you in a while. And those are all things people say, I don't want to hear when I come back. 
Yeah, you're, you're taking that because you hear it as judgment, and really what it is most of the time is a desire of those that say that to you to help you understand that you were missed. Absolutely. That there was a place for you here. There is a place for you here. And, and so that's what I want us to do. Like if you're listening today, you've been disengaged. Maybe you've been tuning in here. Maybe you go to a whole other church and, and you hadn't been visiting that church. You've been listening to us. Go to church. Right? Go to that church. Go it, go through all the 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 pain and the awkwardness of going back inside because what comes on the other side is worth it. The encouragement, the being stirred up to love and good works, the 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 building up of the body, the the being equipped for the ministry, all that is worth the pain and the awkwardness of walking back through those doors. And don't you think that some of that awkwardness could also be addressed if we follow that model of the Acts 2 church and, and we, we get those small groups, uh, use the small group as another way of engagement because maybe it isn't as awkward. Uh, maybe it is at first, but if, you, if your engagement's more than just coming in on Sunday morning and, and you, you go beyond that and you use some of these other tools that we have, like social media and podcasts to stay connected, but ultimately you're more physically connected by getting yourself engaged and doing life together with some other believers in a smaller setting, I believe that takes away any awkwardness that, that people could, could think they're going to they're gonna feel because of that personal connection that they'll gain there. Well, the greatest thing to invite somebody to church is like, hey, come sit with me, right? Absolutely. When that relationship already exists, it's really easy. To, I think that's why uh, over 90% of people come to church is because somebody close to them invites them. Um, but, but we're talking about re-engagement. That small groups are a perfect place to do it, but we got to know who's missing, right? I wonder for those that are listening, have you looked around the church and said, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while, or I wonder where so-and-so is. I believe God brings these people to our hearts. I believe that uh, he brings them to mind for us to pray for and to reach out to. I know that's true in my own life. Uh, I think that's what was so powerful about what, you encouraged us as a church to do in 2022. And I don't want that one in 2021 in 2022 to become a cliche and something of the past. I, I really liked that you encouraged us to really put focus on someone we know who we may be close to, but who may be far from God. And so I hear you, you uh, um, reigniting that, that call to us and what you're saying. Absolutely. That's something that we can never get away from, that God has given us all spheres of influence. And, and these spheres exist to consist of people, right, uh, where there are people that are far from him, that he is drawing near, that we are to be the vehicles by which they hear the gospel and respond to the gospel. And, and so I, I never want us to lose sight of that, that there is somebody that needs you to be who somebody once was for you, the one God used to call you to faith or to call you to repentance. Um, but but you got to look for those people. you got to pray and ask God to um, show you clearly those that, that, are, that you need to do that with because um, they're there. We just got to have eyes to see. That's right. 
uh, I've got a few students in the student ministry that um, it's kind of hard when you say one in 22, or if we continue that, we talked about that a minute ago, Jason, that's what you're saying. Like, it's not just one that I, I really should have. Like, there, like you said, there's a whole sphere of people, um, but God does kind of paint that picture of that one person that I could really pour into. And, and it was good to connect with that person over 2022 and still am connecting with that person. Um, but I do see many faces missing from the student ministry. As you said, it started probably with COVID and they're still, they're still not there. So, uh, and once we identify, we got to do something more than that. Right. Right. Cause we can just be like, Oh, I miss so-and-so. That's good, but I didn't get anything done. And so we then got to invite them. And, and I don't think it's necessarily an invite to church that needs to be the first thing to happen, like you said, Jason. I think it needs to be that invite to lunch or to uh, coffee or to come over and hang out with your family or to come to a small group, you know, a, a, a less invasive invite. They might not be willing to come into a service with, with a bunch of people, but they may be more than happy to sit down and just talk, talk to you. And then in that conversation, I don't think that we, we bash them for not being in church. I think we tell them that we miss them. I, I think people get beat up often enough throughout the rest of life that church shouldn't be one of those places. Do we hold them accountable? Uh, absolutely. But in love, right? Uh, and, and, we, I've heard said the gospel is offensive. We don't have to be, right? And so I think that's the, the way we should approach all of this is that uh, we are gentle and hospitable, and we invite people that way, not, not to shame them, but to, to help them see that this is a place where they can be loved and encouraged and built up. I heard from a, a very close uh, pastor friend just today that there, there's this, this real need for respecting the human being and and you know we need to meet them where they are hear them embrace them and and ultimately i'd ask you not not out there to beg them either right i mean this is this is truly meant to be in in uh, pure integrity that we are expressing our our desire to see them connected to god that those far from god we we desire to see them fulfill their purpose and as a disciple of jesus and I absolutely think that we should reach out to people within reason, right? We should be seeking those that, that are, have, have disengaged. We should be, but we should not have to plead with them to come back. We're all adults, or the people we're talking about are, are adults. They do what they want to do, right? Nobody forces us to do many things as adults, Um and you don't have to beg people to do things that they truly treasure doing. And so maybe it's just the invitation and the restoration of a relationship that, that gives them the confidence and strength to come back. But, but I firmly believe that God puts the people within a church that need to be there. And, and so if I trust that, then all we have to do is be the ones to make the reach and say, hey, we'd love to, to have you come over and spend some time with us. We'd love to see you back at church. But we don't have to continually beat our head against the wall. God, God the Spirit of God will move them where they need to be. And that may not even be at this church. That may be that they need to um, uh, go to another church or 
Uh, maybe they are going to another church, but if we never ask, we never know. That's right. And if we never ask, we will never get them on the journey that, that we are here, we are called for, and that's what we say. We, we want to always remind ourselves that, that we are here to make disciples of all people in all places to the glory of God. I think once they reintegrate, and I don't think that process takes long. I think people once once people come back and and realize what they've been missing, I don't think they'll truly be able to stay gone. Uh, but if they do, then we just pray that God will lead them to another place, another church where they can engage and be used and equipped for the ministry that God's called them to. And and speaking of being engaged, we are incredibly grateful to have you joining us and listening to us here on the Harmony Perspective. And, and we want this to be a dialogue and a conversation. And, and like we've said in the core of the message today, that we would love to have you connect with us, the Harmony Perspective at gmail.com. Reach out, let us know what your barriers might be, your challenges. We'd love to help with getting you connected, as Patrick said, to our church or, or maybe to one that's uh, more convenient to you or, or find ways that you can connect to those around you, get some of those practical tools. Uh, any uh, closing comments, thoughts? No, I just add if, if, if you have something that, that you think has worked for you or, or would work and re-engaging people, email us that as well. Uh, we will never turn away um, uh, useful wisdom that may come from you to listeners. So we're, we're thankful for you. And if you hadn't been in a while, as I said earlier, we love you. And you're always welcome at home. Well, as always, thank you for joining us in Harmony Perspective. See you. See you.